Watkins Glen is in the books and Brian Twining Daytona and the final race of the NASCAR regular season is here on Sunday. We are obviously actually Saturday night, obviously recording this a little bit early uh, with the race being on Saturday night. So we will be recording our normal race preview after everything, probably Friday night. Uh, so make sure that you are subscribed, which 75% of the viewers from our last episode are not subscribed. If you are watching our shows and enjoying our content at all, please consider hitting subscribe. It costs you nothing. It does a lot for us. If we got those 75%, we would reach our thousand uh, subscriber mark and we will, we will definitely have a giveaway once we get there. But with, before we get into everything, we got to do what we always do. Ross Chastain used the wall all the way around this racetrack. Logano has been the class of the field. Check out the big brain on Brad. Yeah, I need to change my underwear. Brian Twining, Watkins Glen is in the books. We talked about him all week. We never added him to the card. We never got any action down, despite being 30 to 1 at points, maybe even a little bit longer if you got lucky. William Byron loved him the week before. Obviously got with with the issue on failing inspection, got thrown to the back, never really had a chance. Yep. Did we listen to ourselves and go right back to him? No. No, we didn't. We talked about him all week. Hopefully some of you picked up on that and, and made some money because uh, we don't apparently like hitting 30 to one outrights or even 20 something to one outrights. But <sighs> nonetheless, here we are back from Vegas. Uh, how was your week? How is uh, your your mentality um, as we head to Vegas or head to Daytona and uh, and, and, and all that good stuff? Well, I will say um, I actually did have a little action down on both William Byron and Denny Hamlin. Oh, that's who, right. You, you you were you were much smarter than I, although we, neither of us added it to the card. Yeah. So if you watched if you watched the show earlier in the week, Denny Hamlin was like my favorite pre pre practice and qualifying value. Yep. Um, I had him top ten. I had him in a matchup against William Byron, which I mean it finishing second that clearly tells you he was the second best car most of the day he qualified on the pole again which kyle actually hit outside of the show great bet there. One, baby. I mean, yeah third third road course pole there but yes in vegas i did grab him 22 to 1 at bet mgm william byron that is and of course to salvage my marriage i skipped and passed up a 30 to 1 at westgate the uh the morning of practice and qualifying in order to be to the airport on time to pick my wife up so yep. i'm still regretting uh not getting action on that but you know it is what it is i actually i actually walked away up a decent amount on the weekend with some matchups and all that type of stuff but i we talk about this all the time man super speedways we're going to get Way too over our skis here. I absolutely love this racing from a fan perspective and from a betting perspective for the pureness of you can throw some darts here. Like this is literally everybody's weekend. You can know absolutely nothing about NASCAR and have fun betting this race. Yeah. So I'm looking back through our text messages. Um, 
you were trying to sell me on Tyler Reddick for a couple of days. You kept going <laughs> back right. to that. And uh, I was like, he hates Watkins, Glenn. Why would you bet that? I was like, 23 to 1 on Byron. Now that's a number. Did I listen to my own advice? No. No, I didn't. Um, now, from a racing perspective, I think there's been a lot of scuttlebutt, pushback, whatever you want to call it, about the racing at Watkins Glen. It was fine. I think I had more fun at Indy Road. I feel like there was a lot more like passing and stuff. It was interesting because you mentioned Denny finishing second and maybe being the second best car. I'm not really sure he was like, I think he was like Wormy even talked about it in the pre-race poll. He's probably closer to a top five car, but I think he was smart and was able to kind of hold up the field. I think that's why Byron cruised to a, to a win and was so far in front of everybody. But like once people got around Byron, they were able to pull away or I mean around uh, Hamlin. Yeah. But uh, but Hamlin was like a vet, like getting in front of people, keeping him behind people and and slowing him down. That's why I thought, you know, someone might have a chance, but no one really got got a legit chance outside of Kyle Larson, who uh, added some exposure to over the weekend, felt really good about the speed he was picking up. He was moving through the field and, of course, has an issue gets out of the paint and never really has a chance to, to, to make a noise. Yeah. So, I mean, we talk about this all the time. Like it, it, it wasn't on my betting card, but over the weekend, one of my favorite things that came about was his top five number um, over at uh, stations, casinos in Vegas. You can actually bet over under finishing positions and they had the best number on a top five for a Larson. It was like plus plus one twenty five. If yeah. you bet under. And that looked like it was a sure thing, uh -huh. surefire bet. Like he was probably a top three, top four car. Yeah, I think um, he was a better car than Denny, even though he didn't get a chance to finish there. Yeah. And, you know, going back to the whole racing, what we saw on track, like, yeah, I could see people complaining. Like there really wasn't a lot of passing. It was kind of difficult once you got up behind somebody. But the one thing I will say is it's nice to see the guys who are the best cars that weekend, the fastest actually winning the races and not just yeah. having bullshit take take somebody's win when they 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 should be winning because they're in the equipment that weekend that should find victory lane yeah yeah it was frustrating uh obviously uh mcdriver looked like a rocket ship in the beginning and then had his issues oh, in the pits and had to go what a weekend for past the round yeah and then obviously had issues uh, our, our average ass chase Elliott, uh, ran out of gas. You really hate <laughs> to see it. Oh, it was ma major rough. How do you do the math thinking you have three more laps and it's not like, you know, Richmond or Bristol or something where three laps really isn't that long. Three laps at Watkins Glen is massive. Yeah. It's and like seven your, miles. I think your math seeing. was off by that much. Like, did you care? Forget to carry something or like, I don't, I don't know. That was, that was that was mind boggling. Like I don't even know why they would risk that at that point, knowing that they were getting that close on. Fuel. And they like, had a good car too. One lap short. Yeah. It wasn't like they were a shit car that they had to like get cute. Like they had a good car. They were near yeah. the front, but I don't know. Yeah. I, I suspect Elliot probably would have finished somewhere in that, like, six to eight range maybe just yeah. based on the other guys on the track because they were there was a lot of fast cars this weekend and yep. elliot wasn't that he, bad he was clearly in that like 
second or third tier, depending. Like I think Byron was a was a tier by oh, himself. Oh, he was a tier, uh, of, and then of it was kind of like Larson, Hamlin, McDriver. Um, yeah. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, and I think McDriver obviously got the got the the benefit of being able to do his pass through while the cars were moving and then get around where where Kyle Larson got screwed is it was, a caution came out and he had to go yep. all the way to the back and that dude was trying he was pushing hard to get through it but it just it wasn't happening so obviously Larson starting fifth finishing twenty six isn't great he did have twelve fastest laps um was yeah yeah i think i think it would have been a much better day if he didn't have to deal with that uh austin Sindrick was very frustrating um you. yeah you did i don't listen to you all the time but um i probably should have alex bowman bowman the showman more like bowman the slowman um <laughs> he was underwhelming for sure harvick was fine uh um, i think harvick did exactly what yeah, like we had talked about, like what we had expected. He was a sure thing to move up, not necessarily do well, but get you position points. Yeah, Briscoe obviously stunk. Um, although he did have three fastest laps, which is pretty impressive. Uh, and then Eric Jones, just not, yeah. not, not, not the weekend. Um, and then over here, so Busher thirteen up to seven, another top ten for Chris Bush. Uh, obviously, having Byron was nice. Cindric stung. Bowman stung. Carvick, uh, and then Brad K. Brad K. Twenty fourth to fifteenth, nine fastest laps. It was okay weekend on DraftKings. I don't know. I've done better. Um, it was kind of nice to not even have to stress it because in Vegas, obviously, they don't have a DFS. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, and then over on the betting card, we can talk about a few things. There was a couple late ads. Byron Top Chevy at three to one um, was a late ad. We do tweet these out when we add them. So if you are on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, uh, I still go to twitter.com to get my tweets. So um, I'm going to call it Twitter <laughs> until that changes. Uh, added a Larson outright at 650. We talked about that. Um, and, and Wormy brought it up on the pre-race poll too. Like it didn't, Larson did a lot of things and his number really didn't move. And I think he was, I think I still, you know, I, I don't want to like re results obviously matter. And at the end of the day, if your bankroll is gone, then you had a bad week, but Larson was a really good car. I think he was a very good bet at plus six fifty. Um, I would make that bet again. Uh, Byron top Chevy. I love that. Cause I was, you know, we in, and you even mentioned it, I think, in his chat. Like, there, yeah. there, there's always a way to get exposure to drivers. You just have to figure out kind of how the, to get it and where the best number was. And Top Chevy was clearly that because, like, his top three numbers and top five numbers weren't. Oh, they were good. atrocious. Yeah. So the 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 bigger markets like that can get smushed down, but there might be ways to attack it. So getting three to one, I think there was even better. Um, out there so that was that was my my big hit and obviously larson over elliot was nice and uh, you should have had mcdowell over suarez that was mcdowell was like, a top five car i should have had yeah. his top five i should have had him over suarez um but between the pass through penalty and even with that penalty i think he could have gotten there but exactly. when, his, when his when his engine had issues and he was just out of the race yeah like it was like Mick Driver winning at winning at Indy 
to this yeah. absolute dumpster fire one week later is is quite the peaks and valleys of emotion. I was just going to say, it's hard to have that type of polar opposite races yeah. in back-to-back weekends. Yeah. Uh, Logano, of course, was a top 10 car. Not, not a top five, not outside the top 10. He was exactly what I said he wouldn't be. So that was, <laughs> thanks, Joey. Love ya. Uh, <laughs> this is just a guy who just continually would get like, fourth th- sixth third a lot or he'd get 20 yeah. something and of course he gets 10 uh you know him and blaney were nine and ten which is pretty wild um yeah so i don't know it wasn't a great week but also wasn't an absolute dumpster fire kept myself under wraps which is good um kfb yeah he was like a he wasn't very he was disappointing honestly yeah like it was like it wasn't like oh was something went wrong or he had an issue or he got spun like he just was kind of underwhelming. Um, obviously, your Denny top ten uh, minus one twenty five was a, a smash um, that worked out, and then Denny over Busher that worked out. Um, you had Larson at seven. I think that like I said that was a good bet. You had McDriver top five that was a good bet. Uh, the Busher top ten was nice. Um, obviously, the I lucked into that though. Yeah, well, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. You also should have had, you should have had McDriver. You should have had some other bets. So I don't know. Things kind of happen. Yeah. I think Truex getting finishing where he did with the car he had was 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 probably the most luck box thing of the weekend. Yeah, and I will say I uh, I was texting Kyle uh, on Sunday. If there was one like saving grace, it was that when I showed up to Vegas, I made two bets without looking at any anything. And I had bet uh Mark Trex Jr. over Kyle Larson in a matchup, which I got crappy odds after post-qualifying. But the fact that Larson's race got ruined, that bet basically helped me profit the entire weekend. So yep. sometimes you take it how you can. Yeah. So I mean this this sport really is fickle. Um, it, you know, you could be on the right car and it could lose a tire or, uh, the pit crew could make a mistake or, um, you know, who knows, uh, Brad Kozlowski could spin you. Um, and then you could be on the wrong car all day and they could luck box their way into a good finish and you get paid out on it. So it, it really is, it really is, um, interesting to bet on a week to week basis. Obviously a lot of ups and downs and, um, overall kind of just, you know, it, it's a it's a little bit of a head scratcher. You really have to stick to your guns. You really have to uh, be be firm and be confident in your methodology and um, see if your result and be honest with yourself. Did your results come from a good process or did your results exactly. come from a bad process? So, but I think it's important to realize that this week at Daytona, throw all of that out of the window and literally close your eyes, yeah. throw some darts. And you have just as good a chance as anybody who is sitting. It's doing the lottery that. ticket 400. I'm very uh, excited to discuss the odds. See what values we can find. Uh, at this point, Brian, I have yet to find a bet that I actually want to make. So my go- my challenge to you is yeah. to help me figure out who I want to bet on, if anybody, this week. Obviously, our professional better friend, Chris Wormy take super speedways off because <laughs> there's a lot that could, you know, you, you know, control what you could control. Like there, there, there's enough variance in this sport at, in general, like this yeah. week, it just multiplies by a thousand. Now 
that being said, if you want to grab a few lottery tickets, put 10 bucks on all of them and see where you get, this is a great place to do that. There's a lot of opportunity for, for, for shenanigans and for wildness and um, all that stuff. But if you're like trying to like bet top tens and matchups and it just, I, if you're going to bet stuff, make sure you get paid out. In my opinion, if you want to, I mean, I'm not telling you what to bet, go nuts, bet whatever you want. But for me, for super speedways, if I'm making a bet, I want, I want a legitimate payout. I don't want minus one ten or minus one Oh five. That's, I think that, that's like the biggest thing for me at super speedways is I almost always skip over any negative, negative money lines or even the favorites in terms of the, the board. Like it's just so hard to lay money on guys that probably have the same chance as somebody who's 25 or 30 to one. That being said, there are four drivers that really stand out to me as awesome opportunities this week or not i don't want to say opportunities uh if i'm doing my pick to win there's four names uh unfortunately three of them are pretty much the top of the board so it's gonna be hard (laughs) to bet them but i think one of ryan blaney joey logano brad kozlowski or chris busher win the race that being said let's run through the odds let's talk about where the potential value is and let's see if we can end up on a bet or two chase elliott uh, 11 to one. Cause obviously chase Elliott at super speedways, right? Um, this is an interesting, bet. I'm the only thing I'll say is this is NASCAR's last chance to get him the playoffs, which he was like, <laughs> he was like plus a hundred, 120 to make the final four. Like yeah. he, him not making the playoffs is massive. So very, very interesting. Uh, we will be talking all things playoff next week on uh, we're recording Tuesday. So a week from today, uh, it will be in your feed Wednesday morning with Chris Wormy to preview the NASCAR playoffs as a whole, find value on uh, longer outrights, who could actually win this thing, all that good stuff. You're so not make sure, gonna want to miss that. Yeah, I'm make sure you hit it. subscribe, turn on the notifications so you know when when the new episode goes up. Um, hopefully give you a better two that, that you can uh, potentially take advantage of. So uh, Ryan Blaney, 12 to one, Brad Kozlowski, 12 to one. The books are really punishing us this week. Logano 12, uh, Denny, as long as 14, Kyle Bush, as long as 14. Then we get into Chris Busher. Uh, we'll stop. We'll stop at Kyle Bush. So obviously we talked about it. Don't love betting at the top of the board as super speedway, but is, you know, I guess if even if would you bet any of these names, Brian? And if not, if you had to pick one or two guys from this group, who's the most interesting to you at their current prices? There's two ways that I would look at this. It's clear. I'm going to, if I'm going to bet at this price, if I had to pick one, I'm going to pick probably the guy I like the most. And that's Ryan Blaney. And then I'm going to look for the next guy who needs this the most. And that would be Brad K as much as it hurts me to say it. Like he is also a really good super speedway racer. We've seen RFK look incredible at these types of tracks. Um, And I think Kozlowski knowing he's, Yes, he's in the playoffs, but a win would just further cement him. I mean, obviously, he would clinch it right there. Yeah, but, but like... He's been there. Yeah, and it is also important because, like, you know, getting in the playoffs is nice, but you 
want to survive in advance. And if you get a win here, you exactly. move up the pecking order a lot. And now all of a sudden those, you know, getting into the next, uh, next round of the playoffs is a lot, a lot more doable. So, um, getting a win, I think is important for a lot of guys as they, you know, what, what's your ceiling? Can you get into the lead eight? Can you get into that f- final four? Yeah. Can you win the, the NASCAR cup championship? I think a few of these guys legitimately can. So, um, I think this is a good opportunity for them to, to stack those points and put themselves in position to keep advancing as the cut line goes up and up and up. Um, yeah, I like, I like Brad K RFK has been so good at, at super speedways and fast places. I mean, Busher won in Michigan. Like there's just, there's a lot of reason to, to be excited about that team as, as kind of a whole. Um, and then obviously Logano and Blaney have a ton of hit track history, really yeah. fast tracks. They, they tend to do really, really well. So Interesting to see. Um, yeah, Chris Busher leads off the next group, 16 to 1. Last week's winner, William Byron. Uh, we talked a little bit about him. It was kind of like there's a weird chunk of the season where he just him and or Hendrick in general doesn't do very well, but he seems to be finding form at the right time. Um, the playoffs set up extremely well for him. Yep. So if you can find a good price on him to win the cup championship. I think he's a phenomenal bet. Uh, it was, a, there was a thing that I saw the last time was, it was something about uh, Jeff. Oh, last time 24 won at Watkins Glen. It was Jeff Gordon and Jeff Gordon won the cup championship that year. So think about that for what you will. Uh, Bubba nice. Wallace uh, obviously is, points wise in uh if uh if a repeat winner wins again this week but he sure could lock up a lot and he's a guy that tends to do really well um at fast tracks at super speedways so this could be a good opportunity for for bubba to avoid any um unnecessary risk and just win the whole dang thing 18 to 1 finally starting to get into a range where the numbers kind of make sense. You're a little more willing to fire. Um, and then we, and then we get into like North of 20. So talk to me. I was me just about- going to say, I feel like Bubba is the first number that I would even consider adding um, just because yeah. like, I think it still presents some pretty good value. And although there is so much uncertainty and you really don't know how these things are going to pan out. Like he, he he's there at the end most often than not. Like he's, yeah. he's running inside the top 10. He is in a position to potentially win these types of races with like four to go. So, I mean, if you can find a guy like that, who's putting himself in that type of position, I think it's a decent potential value bet, even with the risk that comes with it. Yeah. And I think, you know, 18 to one is a number he's been at, at, tracks where he's not traditionally as successful so yeah obviously super speedways are a little risky but the number makes sense i'm also interested in the busher at 16 um but yeah i'm with you i think this is we're finally in a range where i'm like okay i can squint see it and be willing to to take the risk because like i said if i'm making a bet this week i'm i want to get paid out on it um and mind you i think it's important to note uh qualifying probably won't have a major effect on these numbers nope. if if anything like I, you're gonna see pretty much these similar spots yep uh even if a guy is like awful in qualifying and starts 27th 
Yeah, because it means nothing once they get into the pack. Yeah. Books books are very, very hesitant to like if you're thinking, oh man, just wait until he qualifies poorly. I'll get such a better number. <laughs> you might get a little drift. Um yeah. because they need exposure, but I don't think they'll they'll move too much. Exactly. Uh Larson, as long as twenty two. Uh obviously you can see a vast variety on him. He's kind of all over the board, as short as fourteen. So if you are betting any of these guys, make sure you are shopping it and get the best of the number because, you know, NASCAR is already a crapshoot. And then obviously this week at, at a super speedway is just more more risk. Uh, make sure you get the reward as too. Truex 18, although or 16 is the lowest, 22 is the highest. Once again, shop it. Almarola 25. I know SHR has not shown the speed, but this is a place and Almarola is a guy that has shown speed and shown history before. And I think he is somebody that, you know, we talked about the numbers won't get any longer, but if he puts it anywhere near the pole, that number is 12, 15 at, at, at least. Well, and that's interesting. You say that because I've been on Twitter the last couple of days. I did tweet out, or X out, whatever the hell you want to call it. My like two early bets that I was considering. And the first one was, uh, you'll see his name a little bit further down on an outright. But the second one was Eric, Eric Almarola to throw it on pole. When you look at qualifying statistics from this year alone, and I'm sticking to this, my idea that 2023 is different than 2022 in the next gen car. Fords have been incredible at super speedways in pre-race metrics. Like they're the fastest manufacturer by, by a mile here. And Eric Amarola is the most consistent and best of them all. He's already got a pole once this year at one of the super speedways. He's traditionally a pretty good super speedway racer. And you know, he's another guy like anybody, any one of these guys that aren't even in the points picture right now, a win gets them in the playoffs. And for somebody like him, he is going to go, all out in order to try to do this. And if he gets yeah. there on pole, like he's probably going down to that 15 to 12 range, like Kyle said. And he's also somebody because of that, because he needs to push it at a place where craziness happens. Yep. I'm not top 10 betting him. I'm I, not. matchups. Not. <laughs> like, I'd almost, I'd almost like if I could find value in matchups and I can get somebody I like to be a little more consistent at like a McDriver at, plus 130 150 yeah. that might be somewhere where i go uh i did find this so i thought was interesting I'll, I'll share a little nugget on daniel suarez daniel has dnf'd in nine of his 12 daytona races oh my god he is somebody that like sees the big one and is like a magnet goes right into it or is the cause of it so do with that what you will um you know old, old daniel's son Trackhouse has not shown the speed or the the um, anything, but he's another one too that like okay, I got a win to get in, so I'm gonna push it and I'm gonna end up in the middle of a of a nonsense. He's somebody, Brian. If we're in Vegas, to not top ten could be really fun. Yeah, yeah, and you just pulled him up. Uh, yeah, the first guy that I would even, that I Bowman like, the Slowman consider betting on an outright was Alex Bowman, twenty five to one. Um, Hendrick Carr, just like Chase Elliott, needs a win to get in. Um, he's decent at super speedway races. It look 
anybody in this range, I, I mean, outside of Daniel Suarez, just because of his DNFs, but like when you start to get in this range, I think there's a lot of interesting names. And I do even think that if you like Ryan Blaney and Joey Logano, for instance, just, just pass them up, take that, whatever you're going to bet, cut it in half, put it on Austin Sindrick and save yourself some money and go a little bit at, at another dart throw because Sindrick himself has been really good at super speedways yeah. since coming a full-time cup driver, considering his only damn win was a Daytona 500 last year. So, yep. uh, these two guys right here are on my short list of potential outright bets. Yeah, I think I think this is where the fun starts. It's really yeah. funny too to look at driver rating for these races. Normally it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty like if you have a good driver rating, you're usually finishing near the front. Yeah. But like for example, the February race, Brad Kozlowski has the second best driver rating, finished 22nd. Almarola <laughs> has the fourth best, finished 21st. Uh yep. Cedric has the fifth, he was 23rd. Denny was sixth, has finished 17th, and Larson was seventh, finished 18th. So you could have an amazing day. You could be doing everything right. You could be yep. cruising through stage two, be second or third or fourth, and be right in the mix. And then, unfortunately, you're right in the mix, and you're out the paint, and you finish 22nd. Look, um, and and you're I wondering think what happened. I think that's especially highlighted when you look back at like the recent summer daytona races uh who who have won austin dillon okay and then the previous two to that ryan blaney and william byron but then you got justin haley eric jones and ricky stenhouse jr all in the summer slash beginning fall daytona races so i mean this is not a spot where it's the who's who are taking home the victories it's literally anybody's anybody's race yeah to- and even if you're having an like once again 22 august like it's not it's not exclusive to the fit to the Super Bowl. Like twenty fifth was Denny Hamlin, despite having the second best driver rating. Chase was fourth. Harvick was fifth. They both twenty ninth and twentieth respectively. Eric Jones and Alex Bowman seventeen and fourteen. Like the, you don't have to have a good day. Exactly. You just have to be there when it matters most. Uh, Rick, Ricky Spinouts was awful until he was there, and Austin Dillon was fine. He was 10th after stage two and somehow pulled out a win. The other thing I'll point out and to our point we were talking about earlier, Brian, um, hold on one sec. Uh, Stenhouse started 31st and, and to win the race. Dinger started 29th, finished six. Suarez, uh, started 24th and finished seventh. So like once again, don't, worry about oh like obviously you want your guy to show show speed in practice and in qualifying austin dillon started 21st and won in august of 22 um landing castle noah gregson cody ware and bj mcleod were fourth <laughs> fifth sixth and seventh in 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 the in the uh, fall race uh, last year. So that tells you the madness and the craziness. Like you can never bet BJ McLeod, but you know what? If you want to find a top 10 or a top five on him, might be a time. You never know. The madness happens at the right spot and you get paid out on it. 16, 20, what we'll, we'll have to look at what those are, but yes. Um, and, you know, NASCAR made the right move from an entertainment standpoint, putting Daytona as the final regular season race, especially in a situation like we got this weekend where it's basically one more spot is on the line here because you are going to get the ultimate type of entertainment of guys pushing past the 
past the limits, guys making moves that they probably wouldn't normally make in order to put themselves in position to win this race. So, I mean, from an entertainment standpoint, it's going to be great. From a betting standpoint, you better close your eyes and just hope to the racing gods that whoever you've got winds up avoiding all of the chaos. Yep. That's why you go with those lottery tickets. That's right. Let's talk about the next range. So we have Tyler Reddick as long as 28. We have Ross Chastain as long as 25. Uh, the aforementioned Austin Dillon as long as 30. Chris Bell, uh, 25 as long as 28. Ricky Spenouts as long as 30. Ty Gibbs as long as 30. Harvick, uh, McDriver, Eric Jones. Like, there's just a bunch of guys that the betting, the 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 bookmakers are just like, I don't know. They're all the same. This is going to be crazy. <laughs> We're not going to get it. We're not going to get overexposed by. Although, uh, was it Caesars put out a 45 on McDriver and a 35 on Dylan? Like, there was some decent numbers that opened, but those are all gone now. So, yeah, yeah. The Mc... The McDowell number that opened at that 45, I I would have smashed that if I could have. Uh, so of all these guys, the, yeah. So of all these guys that are kind of in that like 30 ish range from, I mean, we can go, you know, go from basically, you know, Reddick all the way down to Kevin Harvick. Is there like a name that's really compelling? Anybody you want to pound the table for as, a value and a, an interesting option. Well, I mean, Austin Dillon is always a guy who he did it the last fall. Like it, it's chaos. So it literally, he, he's good at, at Daytona, especially, but he's also just good at super speedways. And he's another guy. He needs a win to get into the playoffs. Um, he's had a decent car the last couple of weeks. He was running good last week at Watkins Glen too. Like they, they're seemingly, finding speed during races at tracks where he's not normally good at. And now they're coming into a race where he is good historically. So I don't mind the 30 to one at bet rivers. And then like, I think Christopher bell is somebody who could pop. Like we've talked about him every single week. He's kind of like that fourth or fifth place car. And at Daytona, you don't even have to be a top 10 car and you can win the race. So like, Bell is actually the person I was looking up, mostly because Wormy's not betting this week, and I think it would be hilarious for him to get him in <laughs> after Wormy's literally bet him every single week. I thought he was going to get the win last week when Wormy finally jumped off, but he uh, obviously yeah. didn't do that. But um trying to find his recent form because I feel like he's, I feel like he's definitely competitive. Like he was eighth at Dega, he was third at Daytona this year. These are both. Impressive finishes. He led 20 laps at Daytona in, in the fe- February. Um, but he's kind of all over the board. He's got a fifth at Dega in 21. Obviously, the car has changed. So I think that's the most compelling number at 28. And I think I'm asking my first outright. Yeah, I actually don't hate that. I'm kind of interested about uh, Chastain here because he won Talladega. Was that last year? Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly he's he's won a super speedway race. He's been kind of just there every yeah. week. Like he's just showing up. He's not doing anything. Like this would be the perfect timing for him to just pop, go into the playoffs off of victory, and go back to all those one and a halfs where he was incredible at early in the season. And then for him to go on a big old run for the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't hate that. Um 
And obviously got his win in Nashville. Um, yeah, I, Trackhouse has been wild to me. I can't figure out what to do with them, so I'm probably going to stay away, but I understand the logic and uh, would not fault anyone who uh, who went on him. Because... We, like you would rather bet him than than Suarez, especially at their numbers, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that to me makes sense. Obviously, I don't see Recky winning two Daytonas in one year, but you know, yeah, I guess it's anything is possible. What about Why Ty- wouldn't it happen though? The year that everybody gets off him. Yeah. Well, everyone got off him in February, and that's the year he won. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, think everybody is now in the same mindset. There's no effing way this dude's winning again. That's true. So why not? What about Gibbs? He's obviously found much better form lately. He's been a rocket ship in a couple races, obviously not super speedway. So you can't say everything's the same, but yeah. And he's a guy that needs a win too. He needs a win. He's been quick. He's been, he's probably one of the most deserving non playoff drivers at this point, you know, for the, the course of his uh, season so i don't, yeah, know you don't think somebody would unintentionally intentionally take him out to win the race yeah like I, that's i don't know i just feel like he's in a position as a rookie that if he's battling a brad keselowski for instance and he's in the lead coming out of out of turn three or turn four coming to the start finish line Kislowski's doing something to win the race. He is <laughs> he is wrecking Ty Gibbs. I can guarantee that. Yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're yeah, not wrong. Like there's no um, way. Any interest in Eric Jones? I don't know. Not really. Yeah, I guess let's let's put it this way: you are making two bets in the like. Obviously, you don't have to add them to your card, but if I if I tasked you with adding two bets to your card. Um, from, you know, you can add Reddick who's as long as 28 all the way down to, I mean, probably Briscoe 35. What, who's number one, who's number two, most interesting for, to you from that range. So from a value standpoint, from a number standpoint, I think number one would be Austin Dillon at 30 to one. At BetMGM. Okay. Um, and then close second is Cindric and Bowman, but because I liked Bowman coming uh at the beginning of the week, I'll I'll take that twenty five to one number. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh I think obviously Chris Bell's my number one. I put him on the card for a reason. Um McDowell at 35 is interesting just because it's such it's it, you know it's not obviously not a massive difference but between you know 28 and 35 I think is is pretty sizable especially if I think they're relatively close I like the Dylan call especially if you can get that 30 I don't want it I'm not betting him at 20 or 22 I think 25 would be it's close yeah like well, you're betting Bowman at 25 over Reddick, Chastain and Dylan at 25, right? Well, so I got both Dylan and Bowman. Cuz Dylan no, Dylan's I, 30. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, I'm taking Bowman at 25 over Dylan at 25, yeah. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Cuz yeah. if you if they're all at 25, like how would you? That's that's yeah. 
Cindric's kind of interesting too. And so right now I I have three outrights. Okay. Dylan, Cindric, Bowman. <laughs> like it's disgusting, but yeah, no, I think they all make sense. Cindric's interesting too because like his car hasn't shown speed, so I'm a little concerned. But that garage is so exactly. good here, and he's won, and like there's just I don't know, he's interesting. I always like I know it's probably dumb, but like when I expect like Hendrick or JGR or Penske to do really well. And I can like one of their drivers is not priced accordingly. I always think it's kind of interesting. Like last week we had Larson and Elliot obviously priced way, way high. And then all of a sudden yep. William Byron has been incredible down, yep. at a massive number. And it's like, that doesn't make sense. So um, obviously Cindric hasn't been what William Byron's been this year. So it's a little bit different, but I, you know, I digress. Uh, if you want to talk lottery tickets, like now we're getting into lottery tickets reigns. Can convince me not to put Corey LaJoy at 50 to one on my card. He wrecks every single. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, convince me that he's not the, he's not the bet at 50 to one. We've done it before. That's the thing is like, we do this every single, yeah. every single super speedway. And he, he did good at fast Atlanta. Uh, where are you at, Corey LaJoy? I will say, so to me, fast at like the new Atlanta, I don't think it races as much like a super speedway, yeah, it's as probably what they had closer to Michigan than it is to a super speedway, yeah, because there's not a lot of movement in the in the lines, you know, yeah, no, you're you're probably right. Look, I I would almost rather get Josh Berry at 65 than yeah. Ben Corey LaJoy at 50. What's he driving this week? Do you know? He's driving the 42, I believe. Okay. Oh, the Greg's mobile. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so LaJoy was 15th at Michigan. He was 31st at Atlanta. He was 25th at Dega. He was 16th at Daytona. Yeah, no. No, I can't do that. Not at 50 to 1. I, I really... <laughs> I'd rather do Justin Haley, I think. That's what I'm saying. Like, there are certain guys who they they're just not able to avoid the wreckage. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just uh we tried to we tried to get excited about him, but um yeah, because Haley. Like if I was gonna go, th- if I was gonna continue going down the board, I would just almost rather skip all those guys and just put like a penny on BJ McLeod <laughs> at a thousand to one or whatever it is. <laughs> like just ultimate chaos. What that that may be the quote of the century. <laughs> I'm just gonna put a penny a penny on BJ McLeod. Uh, Maybe stacking pennies, unlike Corey. Dude, could you imagine if BJ McLeod won? I mean, no, but I didn't think he would get a top <laughs> ten either. So, exactly. Um, I think I'd rather do like, I think I'd do Ty Dillon over BJ McLeod. Yeah, D- Dillon is a guy who, over in his past, like he he's a good super speedway racer. These three guys are all interesting. I just don't know. I just don't know that they're going to be in cars that like. Yeah. Like if they can even. Austin Hill is a draft. great speedway racer. 
I just will their cars be enough? Like, I think these guys would all be fun, like top five, top 10 bets. I think you can get good numbers on all of them. Um, yeah, but if you it. want lottery tickets, I think Austin Hill, at, if you can get 80 <laughs> to one or better is, is good. Like, would you rather bet Josh Berry at 65 or Austin Hill at 80? Honestly, because of the equipment, I I'd probably go, uh, Barry. Hmm. Hmm. Haley at 60 to one when he's like 40 or 50 is kind of interesting too. Okay. Uh, let's head over to Caesars. Let's look at the top 10 market. Cause Normally the top 10 market is shit, but this week, although what are we doing? Normally these are even lower. Let's see. Let's see what kind of, Oh man, they are, they are giving us the business this week. Yeah. When you have BJ McLeod at plus six fifty to top 10, like you know, you're not going to be taking on much money. Yeah. The books don't want to, don't want to take on any exposure this week. Well, it's because they know what this type of racing, like anybody. Oh, you can get 10 to 1 at uh, Bet Rivers on BJ. It's not bad. Um, Barstool only has top threes. Shouts to Barstool. Yeah, there is not, not a bunch of value here. Let's see. What are the... Let me go back here and go to top 10 market and see if we can't find better numbers. Oh, it looks like nothing. So that's cool. Oh, Caesars has a prop race to go to overtime. Yes, at minus one ten. I'd like to see what the no action is, but uh, I'm gonna bet yes. Yeah, I think that's a good I'm bet. Gonna add it. I like it. See, that's a fun way to get into some action because yeah, because you're just betting on craziness, which obviously. Um, like, even, even though you, sh- we should probably be getting even money or maybe a little bit better. I, you know, I feel like it's pretty, pretty good chance that this is going OT. Yeah. What's, uh, what's Austin Hill on bed MGM. Do you have it open by chance? Yes, I do. Cause plus two seventy five doesn't feel like good enough value for what? For, for top 10. Oh, they, they don't have top 10s. Oh, of course not. We are recording this a little bit early, so I think Austin Hill is somebody if I can get like five to one, I will take uh, maybe even Chandler Smith or Riley Herbst. He's oh. 60 to one outright at BetMGM, by the way. So who Hill? Oh, uh, let's see. Top five Austin Hill six to one, man. That's a six to one to top five and 60 to one to win the race. Interesting. Just give me the win. Yeah, I think at that point for sure. Yeah. Um, McDriver top five at four to one. <sighs> Jesus. All right. Let us know down in the comments if you have a favorite play to to win the race. Like who who's your best bet? Let us know. We're always open for your ideas. Dylan over Dinger. I was like, even if you get these right, you'll you could still lose, and that's frustrating. Like Harrison Burton maybe over McDowell. 
Um, oh, you know what we got to look up, Brian? This is what we, we're talking about. Uh, future bets. Oh. Fastest qualifier. Uh, Larson, Byron, Bowman, Logano at 8-1. to one. Almirola, we talked about him. He's been crazy fast. Always qualifies well. But like eight and a half to one. Yeah, that's Blaney at nine is kind of interesting. Busher at ten. Busher's been really fast. Brad Busher and Brad at ten to one each is kind of fun. I could I could I could finagle that for sure. I was just gonna say How did the let's look at the qualifying order? Yeah, so at the super speedways, Ford is was the best. Okay. At right, Daytona, I'm... at the Daytona 500 this year, Bowman put it on pole, which was actually expected, and then Larson actually qualified second. But then you had Logano, Almarola, Christopher Bell, and then both other Penske cars, Cindric and Ryan Blaney, put it inside the top seven. Question: Would you rather bet Almarola at eight and a half, or Busher A and or Brad K at uh, ten to one to put it on pole? Oh, Busher or Brad K for sure. Okay. Give me the give me the value. I'm a I'm a I'm a value better. Value hound. Which is the reason why I think there's some potential with an Austin Cindric 18 to 1. Yeah, I like that. Cool. Now we're now we're now we're cooking with gas. I added Brad and Busher at 10 to 1 to put it on the pole um at for a half a unit. I think this is a great week to to do that because you know it's not going to happen. They're not going to run into each other and cause the big one while they're qualifying. <laughs> That's um, a good point. What do we make of Tyler Reddick? Obviously, not a traditional super speedway guy, but has shown speed. Is a guy that's really interesting. I don't. I feel like there. I feel like there's a reason to get exposure to him this week. I just can't. I don't know. I. I don't know, man. Like super speedways, they don't they don't really seem like his cup of tea. I don't he's already locked in. It it would take honestly, he would have to luck into a victory. I don't think I can see him racing his way to a win at Daytona. Yeah. Well, I mean, Daytona is like 90% luck, anyways. Uh talk to me about Chastain, Stenhouse, Dylan, Eric Jones. Ryan Priest and Michael McDowell's potential pole bets. I think all have some potential. All have speed. Um, all could make sense at longer numbers. Do any of them jump out to you as, uh, as specifically ahead of the rest of the group? I mean, of the group. Like, are you interested in Austin Dillon as somebody who wants to bet Austin Dillon outright? Not on the pole, no. Okay. Yeah. Chastain, maybe. Maybe Chastain, but we haven't seen he's he's not traditionally a good qualifier. That's true. And Trackhouse hasn't been fast at fast tracks of that is also true. Yeah. Any interest in a wild card? Riley Herbst is 66 for some reason. Uh I think he's driving the 36, like the third front row car. Oh, that's not ideal. Uh, brace to go to overtime minus 110 
the other thing that could be fun this week as we kind of scrape the barrel for potential bets, um, we go to manufacturer. So we have top Chevy, Chase, Kyle Bush, Byron, Larson, Alex Bowman at eight and a half to be the fastest. Ooh, I like that. Fastest Chevy, I think, is nice. Austin Dillon at 12 to 1 to be the fastest Chevy, I think, is nice. I think both those make sense. Yeah, those those really aren't that bad because it's just because those other guys are better <laughs> drivers. Yeah. I'm adding Austin Dillon. Oh, God, I don't want to do it, but I almost want to do it. I don't want to do it, but I almost want to do it. Top Ford, Austin Sindrick, plus 850. Now, that's, now we're cooking with gas. Let's see. I, how the hell did I get on Austin Sindrick? <laughs> I don't know, but here we are, and I'm, I'm very happy to have it. Good Lord. Uh, Chris Bell is top Toyota at 550, I think is nice. See, I yeah, told you I wasn't going to bet anything, and here we are with <laughs> potentially three race bets and two pull bets. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to add anymore. All right. Let me add this one, and we'll get out of here. Um, I'm adding top Toyota. Um, Bell at 550. Uh all right, let me put this in. Once again, we're we're not betting a lot. We are not uh, trying to get overexposed this week, but we are going to have some fun and take some long shots to potentially win. So I have Christopher Bell as my only outright. I will probably add one or two more. Very little investment, big payouts. That's what I want. Um, I added... Christopher Bell top Toyota at plus 550. I like that. Austin Dillon to top Chevy at 12 to 1. I like that. Um, and then I added two pole bets, the RFK boys, Brad K and Chris Busher, 10 to 1, each at a half a unit. Brian, break down your card. So I got three outrights, all 25 to 1 or longer. Austin Dillon, Austin Sindrick. And Alex Bowman. We're going with the AAA club this weekend. Uh, I got the race prop of will there be an overtime finish? Yes. And I have one pole bet, and that's Austin Sindrick at 18 to 1. All for a grand total of two units so far. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Big Spender. Yeah. That being said, do you have a best bet as we sit here? Like, if you had to pick one, do you have one that stands out above the rest? I think it would probably be the yes on the overtime. I'm not, I'm not going to get any more exposed on the uh, yeah on it in terms of units, but I do think there's a legit shot that that we get maybe two overtime restarts here because of what's on the line. Like if you have a situation where both Bubba and Chase Elliott are, you know, inside the top ten, coming with two to go, like we're probably getting a couple of wrecks. Yeah, I don't really have one that stands about uh, above the rest. I think Brad K puts it on pole, so I like that. Um, and I really like the value on 12 to 1 for Austin Dillon to be top Chevy just because of all the other names. But if you like Austin Dillon and you think he could potentially win the race, I almost like 12 to 1 to put to be top Chevy 
more than I do like 20, 22 to one to win the race. If you can get closer to 30, obviously do that. Um, but I think 12 to one is, is a really nice bet. With that being said, that's all we got for today, Brian. So we will record Friday night. Uh, we will be in your feed Saturday morning. So you have all day Saturday uh, to catch up on the show. Feel free to leave questions or thoughts in the comments. If you have not subscribed and you've made it this far, please consider doing that. It costs you nothing. does a lot for us. We'd really, 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 really appreciate it. Um, at that being said, we'll be back to preview the race. We'll be back to get you set for the final NASCAR race of the regular season. I cannot believe we're saying that. I remember talking back in February about how excited we were for the season, about how Chase Briscoe could win the cup, about oh, all this stuff. And then here we are heading into the final Daytona um, of 2023. For Maybe Brian, Brian. outright, just in case. What's that? Maybe I should add a Briscoe outright, just in <laughs> I mean, case. As people who have a season long bet and some yeah. and over one at over 0.5 and some other stuff, we'd love to see it. I don't expect it, but <laughs> but if SHR has speed, Briscoe could be the guy. Yeah. Um, maybe we should find some way to get a little exposure to him. For Brian Twining, I'm Kyle Robert. Enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Yeah.